You know what? You get two polls a year. Same question. Who do you like better, Dave or Ben? That should get you through the year. That'll boost your ego a little because we all know it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be Dave. Sorry, Ben. Nothing against you, but it's like, and here's an analogy. And I've seen you, Dave, so this is only an analogy. Your audience is like that hot chick with that guy who's an asshole. And everyone's like, why is she with them? Nobody knows. No one knows why we like Dave better. We just do. And Ben, we don't dislike you. You're just going to be in the friend zone, buddy. Sorry, that's how life shakes out sometimes. And Ben, I want to thank you for single-handedly ruining Cheryl Scott for me. After listening to you talk about her for the hundredth time, I actually went on her Facebook. So first thing I see, her dressed up as a lollipop kid, singing and dancing like a fool. I'm sorry, nobody looks good like that. Cheryl Scott ruined. Thank you very much. And last but not least... Every time when you get a sniffle, a sneeze, someone goes on vacation, someone goes to some stupid race in another state, quit trying to replace each other. It's Ben and Dave. Not Ben and option A or Dave and option B. It's Ben and Dave. You know why we listen? Because we love it. And if you don't like the podcast, you're an idiot. You want a suggestion on how to improve the podcast? Do more of them. That's it. Goodbye. Hey, what's going on? It is episode 267 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. And that was Todd. Air Todd. Air Todd. So for anybody who is new to the podcast, I have this buddy, uh, my Jewish buddy from a non-Jewish mother or father. I didn't know he was uh, of your tribe. He's not. But anyway, with that being said, he every now and then sends in these messages or questions, I should say. Uh, and most of the time they're, I, I, I consider them stupid. You always say, well, they're actually not stupid. Some of them are pretty, pretty, mm-hmm. uh, amazing. No, I like his, yeah. I like <laughs> so, um, despite coming in dead last <laughs> so, in, in the, in the me and you competition, I still like his voicemail. Uh, he used to do it a lot more frequently, but anyway, you guys can do that too. What's that? By calling the voicemail. Absolutely. The listeners can. Absolutely. You guys could be the next air Todd. All it takes is a couple good messages, and you could get your own theme song. You don't want your own theme song? Keep not calling. The funniest part about that was I got the message, and then I was like, hey, it's nice to have you back. And I was, and then I was like, hey, man, you should understand how important you are to the show because you are the only guy that has your own theme song. Now, there was another guy who had a theme song, yeah. if you remember. Do you know who it was? Shotgun Bill. Shotgun Bill. Was Shotgun a buddy, Bill. A buddy of yours yeah. who was a truck driver. It's a good man. And uh, he had a theme song as well early on. And he, he sort of fell by the wayside. I don't know what happened to him. I think we lost. I think we we said something that might have offended him like we have many other people along the way. So uh, Shotgun Bill, if you're out there, you need to uh, to give us a ring, man. Leave us yeah. a message. Let us know you're still out there. And I will pull your theme song from the archives. So I laugh every time I hear the Todd song. Uh, when I was <laughs> when I was I pulled it out of the archives <laughs> And my wife heard it in the background and she started humming it. And then when I played it for you uh, here at the beginning of the podcast, you started humming it. Yeah. And then you had a comment about it. Now, anybody who doesn't know that it's me (laughs) singing over a bed of music from Top Gun. And uh, you thought that was funny because why? 
Well, <laughs> it's amazing for one thing. I hit some amazing notes. No, not only is it musically uh, impressive and intensive, it it's so long it's so up. opposite to your your normal uh, character, I guess. Your normal character is like not like I'm right. That's stupid. I'm not going to get caught with my pants down. I don't think you like to be the butt of the joke, but in that song, you are the butt of the joke the entire time, like gladly, willingly. And it's such a it's such a turn that it makes me laugh extra hard. I'm like, <laughs> why is he not caring about looking tough at this moment? But no, it's great, dude. I love it. Well, especially when you make a noise, it's like. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> well, that theme song <laughs> and the theme song that we have for our news segment that we haven't played in a while. Um, mm. Also. Same thing, when I cut those years ago in the basement of my other house, which I had a quad level, so my ba- I wasn't in the sub-basement, I was in the regular like family room area, and it was in the middle of the night, and my, and, and I, my whole family was just like, what are you doing? Because like, I, I I did it so many times to make it perfect. Really? Oh, I did it so, so many times. So what you're hearing isn't just... This ain't oh, I Jay- didn't just this rip that out. No. Saying Jay-Z walking into the booth with no notes, I just would, doing it. The Air Todd theme song, in order for me to come up with what I thought were perfect lyrics uh, and the perfect song and the perfect timing. I love that and those are perfect it, lyrics. And in, 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 in the, the audio panning this way and panning that way. And, oh, okay. Um, it probably took a good, I don't know, three and a half, four hours. I didn't realize just, it was Just panning. for whatever, what is that, 47 long seconds of uh i didn't realize that was your painting i thought that was yeah. just top guns painting no the audio the, the 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 vocal is panning yeah i didn't realize that yeah but more to the point go back and listen i i actually put a spot put it on spotify for you all right listen to it in the car yeah I, people but, are people are it, people are insane for not wanting their own theme song that, not that everybody would get one but you you drop a couple of good deuces on us you well get here's the thing song. i might end the podcast with that theme song too because I promise you, you will walk away singing that theme song. But now, do you take a bunch of credit for that? Yeah, because you're singing the Top Gun song. No, because you're going to be singing my stupid lyrics. uh, It's like if I did my Sharona and I just changed it to like a a, like some guy named Tyrone calls us. Like weird, and you'd be like, "Dude, that's stuck in my head." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I wrote this great song, but it's like." I made it funny, but the hook, the earworm part isn't, I don't take credit for that. Yeah, I don't know. If you walk around and you're singing Eat It, who gets the credit, right? Weird Al or no. Michael Jackson? No. <laughs> I would argue that Weird Al gets it. Because you would lose that argument. I don't know. Nobody walks around. <laughs> well, and goes, the nobody... person who wrote that riff should win that argument. But I'm not going around humming the riff. I'm, I'm singing the Eat It part. That's, that's... <laughs> yes, which is a, okay. I, I know what you you're know what saying. I'm not gonna do this because you're gonna die on this stupid hill. No, I know what you're yes, saying, you but I think you're wrong. I'm just gonna like I'm gonna, I, yes. I'm just gonna Here go on time. But that. speaking of being wrong, so Air Todd's wrong. So in summation, yeah. Todd said that um, we shouldn't do any more polls. He did not like the so on our Facebook we, page when I had coronavirus i was sitting at home and i said hey let's do a bunch of listener polls and i did like 35 of them or something you were losing your mind i was you were stuck in the law i just wanted to kind of uh you know take the temperature of the listeners uh that contribute to the facebook page yeah and everybody seemed everyone who doesn't like a poll i think people got the the intent and the motive and we understood why but it was a lot of polls and especially bothered air todd enough to leave a voicemail well uh so yeah so so Todd is suggesting no more polls. I don't know except that two a year seems a little scant. I mean, he only likes two the poll of Team Ben or Team Dave. So every now and then, usually once a quarter. So I do it like four you times a year. You know what he's forgetting? What? Uh, Italian beef or or a steak. I think he's fine with that. I and again, I like hate, anytime I hate to you speak put Italian beef time. in a poll, it's like uh, light them up like a Christmas tree. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Let's go. This is a Ben theory that I think that it should have been pushed and reinforced as much as your Bo Jackson theory. In that, um, I posted a picture <laughs> of a pastrami and corned beef sandwich on several of my social media pages with no context. And people were thumbs upping like mad and commenting yeah. like mad. Yet I will post something that is dear, near and dear to my heart, like a poem or picture, a beautiful picture, yeah, or Fam- something. Family member, yeah, not, crickets. But you, all but, day long. The, but the winner though is if you go like, like you gotta you gotta put competition involved. You gotta go like, hey, I wanna I want a thin crust pizza, but I just can't find one that's good enough, dude. Oh yeah. We like, like I'm not, 
not only am I not an influencer, I don't have like any followers, but if I do, if I did, that's what I would do. I would be like, hey, I would show boobs and then I would show where's the best Italian beef, where's the best pizza. This is specifically for the region for sure. Yeah, no doubt. But anyways, he doesn't like polls. He said that it's unanimous according to him that everybody's team Dave. I think it's very much like the national election. I think it's very much down the middle. Although, um, you know, whatever. If you know you lose some, you win some. The other point that he was making was that, uh, just like I've said a million times, people don't like when there's a lull. I don't like when, when podcasts I listen to have a lull. I don't know if I agree with that, though. But I stand firm that um, this specific podcast doesn't work with other people because, it, in my opinion, the way I designed it, the way that it's sort of grown was, uh, this is about my relationship with you and yeah, my relationship with my family and your input on that i have no problem doing a podcast in your absence and calling it something else yeah, but, but you're it's not, not gonna this. do it you're not gonna do enough for it to, to you're not gonna yeah. water it to grow Let me all i'm saying is once in a while mom and dad gotta go out to eat and a babysitter comes in it's not a big deal you'll be fine as long as you just go to bed by midnight ish uh, and try not to eat uh, a bunch of pizza keep the hawaiian punch to a minimum i don't agree and i'll tell you why now I know this surprised you. But what I'm what are we like what are when, we like pardon the interruption now? When they changed Becky's on Roseanne, that's they went straight downhill. People were like, the new Becky, way too good looking. For uh, sure. Sarah Chalk, is that her name? Yeah, yes. She way too good looking for the rest of the Connor family. That Connor family was put together like with precision. Yeah, they were right? all mutants. Yeah. And so now you add this person who's extra, way better than the other Becky, first of all. Well, was, and you're not going to have a better Becky. And there's right? no way that Dan and Roseanne could have created that. And mm-hmm. we're supposed to believe it. So the point is... Yeah, but what if she was just there for the one episode and everybody is, knew that she was stepping in? You are old Becky. Okay. And we can't put new Becky in. I can't be Darlene. I'm a bit... I'm, a bit I'm just saying, as far as Beckys are concerned. All right. You understand? Enough house cleaning. So, Todd... Thank you for your message. I agree with you. I'm Team Dave. You're Team Dave. Pretty much everybody's Team Dave. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not even <laughs> Team Ben, and I'm still not Team Dave. <laughs> well, whatever. So you're crying and whining about e-school. Your kids are home Dude. finally now. My kid, my son, has been e-schooling since the beginning of the year, and he's uh, in high school. And now, yeah, but that, that since my daughter had coronavirus, she's the same age as your son, uh, nine, right? Correct. Um. I, would, I mean, yes, I knew that. Yeah, um, that's fine. With that, she's nine, he's nine, and... They're all nine. She's been... Well, she's been in... Ever since I had coronavirus, she had to homeschool. So she's got about a week ahead of your kid. Okay. She's got about a week ahead of your kid. Let me kids. tell you where the problem is. The problem is not with the nine-year-olds, and the problem is not with the teenagers. The problem is with second graders. And the problem is with not being able to leave the room for more than four minutes without hearing, Dad, I lost connection. Hey, help me find this worksheet. She's doing e-learning. My son is is probably more like your kids. Like He goes in his room. Other than the occasional Wi-Fi, which I got to pay to boost it. I got to figure something out. Other than the occasional connectivity issue, he's good. Um, he kind of does his own thing. He's third grade. He's got it kind of semi-figured out. But second graders, at least my second grader, she can't do it on her own. So what happens is I go, okay, well, I got to stay home, but that's fine. I'm going to go downstairs. I want to do yoga. I want to play my guitar. I got things I want to do. I gotta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit pieces of the, pod, of the podcast. I got things to write, things to, to read. I got plenty to do. I don't get bored and I don't get lonely. I'm good. But what happens is I have to sit in the same room as her and I can't be super loud because they ask her to talk sometimes. She's going to unmute her mic on Zoom. So I got to hover around my daughter. So I go, okay, all right, I'm going to, I've been running, right? So I'm, I'm a little sore. So I'm going to go downstairs, I'm going to stretch out, I'm going to do the foam roller, whatever. I And I go down there, sure enough, not even three minutes. She's down there, hey dad, is the, I, something's wrong with my computer. I got to go up there and fix it. So I, and so I'll be, it's almost like, like, Remember when your your baby was a baby, a baby baby, and like they would cry, and you go, you'd hold them, and you'd be like, shh, shh, you do the rocking motion. Uh, parents know what I'm talking about. You just rock back and forth. Finally, you get them down. You go, I think I can set them down. Mm-hmm. I think I'm close. Like I'm gonna set them in the crib, and they're good. And you put their butt down, and they're fine. Their back's good. The moment you take your arm out from underneath their head, 
they wake up and start crying again. That's what e-learning is for eight-year-olds. You set them. She's good. She's like, no, I'm good. I got my mouse. Dude, she got a whole workstation. She got pencils, folders, crayons. She's got Kleenex, uh, little pictures of her friends, stuffed animals. It's a whole thing, dude. She's like that that over-eager office worker who like, you know the guy who you go, I can't tell if this cubicle is occupied or not because there's like four papers and you can't mm-hmm. tell. And the other person's the other side where they have like their own crochet doilies mm-hmm. hanging and like uh, uh, pictures of, there's like uh, food and teapots and stuff. She's like that. So she's set up. But every time I think, you good? You good? You good? I'm going to leave. I'm just going to take a shower real quick. I'm going to start cooking or something. Some of this kind of housewife bullshit that I've been doing. Then, then I will try to step away. And the moment I get into something, that's when Haitian hey, needs me for something. It's not her fault. It's not the universe's fault. I don't know who to blame. All I know is that I don't mind having a task and I don't mind having free time. What I do mind is it's the same as getting, it's the same as getting interrupted in a conversation. You can go on a monologue for 10 minutes and I usually interrupt because I'm bad at it, but I can make an effort. You can listen to someone talk, right? And then I go, I'll wait for my turn to talk. That's fine. But what kills me is that when you finally wait for your turn to talk and then you get run over, right? This is a, a, a attention span version of that. I will spend 20 minutes with her setting everything up and I go, okay, it's my turn to have my own attention for a second. Then she needs me. So what I end up doing is half the day, I have to hover. I don't have a real big house. I have to hover in the same area as her and find things to do. So I'm just like washing dishes. Like, dude, I'm like Gordon, I'm like Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen. I'm cooking shit just for fun. I'm not even hungry because I can't leave. So, dude, e-learning is... Oh, and on top of that, my daughter is not that well behaved at home with me. She's okay. But in school... She won't mess around. She'll follow the rules. And I got to listen all day. Since since I can't really get into anything and I have to be available, I got to listen all day to these Zoom learning classes. Oh, my God, dude. You find out who the bad kids are right away. Oh, yeah? Oh, dude, right away. Because she'll be like, okay, class, everybody get your pencils. And, okay, you're going to click on this. And you'll hear the same kid. Hey, uh, uh, so-and-so is not listening. Somebody starts tattling. You go, okay, I know who the tattletale is. And the one kid gets on and starts making fun of another kid on Zoom. Like, okay, I know who the bully is. Uh, so I got to do that. And in, in, in just in summation, e-learning. And this, I want to be clear, this to me isn't about the teachers. It's not like, oh, the teachers aren't doing a good job. The admins do it. The, the idea is bad. It's just about... You're asking too much. Now, I know you got to do something, right? You can't just not teach the kids. But, man, um, you had mentioned earlier something about ABC Mouse. Mm-hmm. If you would just go, hey, do do level three of ABC Mouse and then let them color and stuff. I'd be like, well, they learned the same thing. And I could have just been like, oh, if ABC Mouse logs off, which is, by the way, it's like a internet program. If you guys don't have kids, it's like a, it's like an internet program where kids can learn like high school, you know, elementary stuff. At any rate, I am held hostage. So I end up sitting on the couch next to her reading a book I don't give a shit about just to pass the time. Well, I got lucky in that um, I recovered from coronavirus, went back to work, and now my daughter, uh, the school made her be out for 21 days to quarantine, even though I was already back. And then at the end of her quarantine, they decided that school wouldn't be going back anyway for an extra two weeks. So, you know, she has been, uh, she's been out for a longer time and she's had a, a, a bit of a jump start on it. But while I was home uh, with coronavirus, she had started and I didn't get involved then. And uh, she's left home with my 15 year old son now. Somehow they make it happen. I don't know. Like she'll, she'll call me at work and say like, Oh, I try to get in the zoom meeting, but the teacher's not accepting me in. I was like, send her an email then, you know, what, what else can you do? I mean, I don't know. Send a teacher an email. See, say, hey, I'm is, trying to get in the, the so uh, frustrating for me. Why? I got to stand on top of my kids and you're like, yeah, just, they just do it. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, you already know why this is, is because, cause you have a 15 year old. Well, I'm telling her that, but I'm saying the thing, even no matter what, even with him, I just basically said, I guess you're going to think, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not, I'm not going to do it for you. And, and there was some hardship there and probably some hard feelings and probably some, (laughs) some therapy in his future. But I will tell you that like, we'll sit there with our arms crossed and be like, I don't know. We're not going to throw you the inner tube, dude. Like what we'll laugh. We will point and laugh as you go down with the ship. And the same with my daughter. With your daughter too. 
Yeah, well, now because we realize that. Uh, yeah, but what if I'm she was gonna, like, what if she was like look, uncapable because she was in second grade? You know what I'm saying? I mean, she's in third grade. Yeah, mine's so, in third grade too, and he's fine all day. Well, maybe that's the difference. My kid could I don't swim. know. We that, didn't have to, that year's a difference, bro. It very well could be. And I'm not going to say that my son is, uh, you know, is completely ready for the world, considering the other day uh, we went to get our hair cut. This is another great one. I don't know if I'm going to say we, that yet. We, we went to get our hair cut, and uh, he's sitting in the Meyer parking lot. I get my hair cut at the grocery <laughs> store for anybody else. For for any of you who sit there, and, and when you know Ben pointed out in the beginning, like, man, it was so against type to hear you sing this song in this falsetto. I also get my hair cut at the grocery store. Uh, so I am willing to a barber uh, not shop care. In a yeah, store. yeah. I don't. It's not the produce. Buy your, buy your barber RD. I go to the grocery store that also doubles as a barber shop uh, in two separate areas of the same physical structure. Now, because of the COVID nineteen epidemic, they don't really want every. You know, you got to wear a mask. It's just uncomfortable. It's so terrible. my son's like, dude, I don't want to sit in the barber shop with a mask on and wait for my turn. Um, I'm just going to sit in the car. He's 15, whatever. He's like, I'm going to listen to the radio. So I said, when I'm done getting my haircut, I will text you, uh, which we've done this before. So I texted him and I said, hey, I'm just getting done. Head on in. So he walks into the barbershop <laughs> and I do the old handout because I'm now going to switch places with him. And he looks at me. He's like, what? And I was like, I need the keys. And then he has this look on his face like, hmm. That's going to be a problem. Uh, 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 now, I think back to the me being a child and if the same 15-year-old and if the same scenario played out. First of all, I don't think my dad's leaving me in the car because he would not trust that I wouldn't do you know take the car or I might move some dust which may scratch something or now he just ain't he never trusted me with anything like that. Any anything of value, which he was probably right. Um <laughs> so my son looks at me with this look like, "Uh, and I go, dude, did you leave my keys in the car? And he's like, yeah. And I go, so you're sitting in the passenger seat. I text you and you just get out and come in. He goes, yeah. And I go, that means my car is still running as well. It's unlocked and it's running. He just walked out of the and be, yeah, car. And because I, I have a, a Toyota Highlander, an 08, um, the key fob, is, the doors won't lock if the key fob is inside the car. So even if he got out and pushed the handle, it won't lock. So my car is running, my key, my house keys are in there. And I'll tell you this, something else my dad instilled He's in me. He's ready for the world, man. If you open the glove compartment or jockey box or whatever you might call that that thing in your car. Glove compartment? And you reach inside and... Who's ever called it a jockey box? People from Montana for some reason. I don't know There's why. Zero. I know somebody from Montana, they called it a jockey box and we had this whole thing. Uh, that guy needs to get beaten. Uh, it was a woman. But anyway, inside your glove compartment, there's a registration that has your address on it. In my, with my car keys, also my house keys are all left in the car. So if somebody wanted to steal my car, they know, hey, he's here. I'm going to head on back to his place and see what else I can get. Absolutely. Now, the fact that I drive an 08 Highlander, I don't think that they probably are like, he probably doesn't have that much. You know, I mean, it's, it is when 20. You saw your address. <laughs> it is like, it's cream. It's it is 2020. Um, so I'm looking at him and he's frozen in time and I'm like, go get my keys. And now everyone in the barbershop is like, ooh, like they know what time it is. So he runs out the door. When I say run, I mean he walks. And I'm like, why aren't you running? And he takes an inordinate amount of time. And I'm thinking, <laughs> he got out there and he's like, oh, the car is stolen. Now what am I going to do? So I figured maybe he just walked home and said, forget it. Like, I can't, there's no way I'm coming back in there. <laughs> so eventually he meanders back in the, into the store proper right outside the barbershop. And he gives me the keys. And he said, why oh, you got to be such a jerk? And I said, how am I a oh, jerk? shit. And he said, I don't know why you had to embarrass me in front of everyone. I said, you embarrass yourself with that kind of behavior, man. What are you talking about? And he said, well, you, went, way, you went mental warfare. On either him, way. Right? You scorched earth with your own son. I said, either way. And he said, well, either way, what? And I said, well, here's the thing. I'm going out to the car. You get to go back into the barbershop with all those dudes who know that you just left my car running, that me and you got in and I yelled at you. And now you got to walk in there and get your hair cut for 45 minutes. And these do it's like a, I know it's the grocery you store. you got to walk in there with I, these intellectual heavyweights. I know it's the grocery store, but it is a barbershop. And these guys, they, they, you know, they're in there all day. They, 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 they eventually run out of stuff to talk about. These aren't, this is, these aren't white barbers. No, no, they are not. I they're didn't want to point that out. They're going to, I, I don't no, see I, color. I think it bears mentioning, but I, feel, I don't either, but somebody told me, you I, told me, I, I did not tell you. I feel like, uh, <laughs> and he knew this going in there. It's like, I, he would have rather me probably just spanked him 
right there in the, you know, like a, just a small child rather than walk into the barbershop alone. Cause I wasn't there to defend him. I was like, dude, you gotta, you have to eat this one. I don't know what to tell you. And so not only are the barbers in there, but the other customers and whatnot, and everybody's waiting for him to come back in. So, and waiting for me to leave. So they could be like, what? You I know, think what? what he wanted you to tell him was like, I won't keep doing that. You know, I won't unnecessarily. You wanted me to tell him that? I think that's what he wanted. Yeah. For me to say, please don't ever leave my keys in the no, car No, I think again. he probably wanted you to go like, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have put you on blast. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. No, I don't think he thinks it's going to happen. Right. I think he wants it to happen. I think he was just overwhelmed with the fact that he was embarrassed. And... Yeah, he was embarrassed because he was hoping you wouldn't keep doing that. Right. No, it's not going to happen. I don't think he has any hope. No, definitely I think he not. knows it'll keep happening. What should happen in that situation, Super Dad? Jeez, that's a good question. Um... I mean, one one method is to do the way you did it. The other is to discreetly just go, go get those keys right now. Get the yeah, get, that one's get, not could as fun. You, you could no, well there there and what and what therein what, lies his his uh, his uh, in jerkiness. What comment. what burns the blessed onto your brain? Your dad, oh, the lesson your dad won't matter. Doing the, old... the lesson won't matter. You're forgetful <laughs> or you're not. The you're oh, a, dude, I've been trying to remember shit for forty years. So yeah. you're telling me. That no matter what I do, no matter how many lessons I try to impart, it's a personality trait that will not be able to be overcome. No. Oh, forgetfulness? Yes. 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 Forgetfulness, yeah. Aloofness? Is he aloof or is he forgetful? I don't know. That but I don't what know. are you? Forgetful. Okay. And aloof. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I mean, I, I mean. It's saying about me. I'm not on trial. I, I get that. But if I. If I raise him and he turns out like you, I don't know. That's not going to be good be for bad. me. I mean, it's for me, yeah. I put a lot of time, effort, and energy into this. You for him to turn out like me. Wow, a lot of time and effort. Yeah, yeah. You know, a long time ago, you, you told just me saying something. during e learning, you, you were something. saying you put zero time and effort in e learning. And I'm going to qualify this right now, but you cut me off, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you it's an important. Point. A long time ago, you said to me, <laughs> "Sometimes it's the notes you don't play." That's that's for sure. So. I will kick that back in this conversation and yeah. say sometimes it's the notes you don't play. You don't have to be on top of them every minute. That's a nice. And sometimes trope. it's the it's the space you just sit there and look at them and, and you give them the look or you just go like. But hey, you were I don't playing the notes. This. You were yelling. You were banging the keys. You weren't not playing I, notes. I I yell a lot of times. I play a lot of notes. And then there's other times where I don't have to play the notes because he already understands. But in the barbershop, you, you were stepping on the keys with your foot. You weren't not playing notes. That's a new note I needed to play. That's a new song. I needed to so teach him a new song. So it is about the notes you are playing all the time. Not all the time. When, but did, that you, when a, did you not play notes? Well, here's the thing. That's a situation where what I wanted to do, this wanted, I wanted to manifest this in violence um, because I was, I, was, I was a little angry. I think it's okay to shame them sometimes. That's what you do. Yeah. But, I, I mean, the other option was, you know, I don't know, a, a forearm shiver, a low bridge, you know, a headlock, you know, DDT. Yeah. Yeah. I did none of those things because this is my child. That's true. I mean, the last thing I want to do is permanently injure him physically. Well, he's got to get ready for the world. Dude, no no kids are ready now, man. Yeah, well, I don't think... They all, like, they all like don't want to drive until they're like 18 and just don't I'm care. Having, I don't think mine's going to be any different. I'm already trying to get... Like, I have to beg him to leave the house. It's brutal. Yeah, I'm having that same issue right now. Like we are in that phase of uh, getting the permit set up, and like today, I'm gonna, I have, I'm on vacation next week, and I'm gonna try to get that going. And um, his mother told him, "We'll do it, but you have to go online, find out what documents you need for the license bureau in order for you to take the test. You need to make sure you're prepared for the test, so, because you don't want to go there and fail it, and then you know." So it may be a process. And he said, "Yeah, I know. I understand that you told me that." And so I said, I need you to do this right now. Let's, let's see some initiative. And he said, he's on the couch covered up before dinner and a blanket. And he said, I'm really comfortable right now, man. <laughs> I, had to do, I, now got the, I got the same thing going on with kickboxing with my kid. I take him to kickboxing, but it's like he and this other kid started about the same time. Now, when they go in, they go in there to spar, the other kid's working them over pretty good. Like their kid's the aggressor and my kid's trying, but my kid's going once, twice a week, maybe. Mm -hmm. This kid's going three times a week, every week. And over a course of a few months, that makes a big difference, especially when you're brand new. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I was telling him today, they get they got e-learning. So I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's After e-learning, let's go. He's like, uh, I kind of like to do it on the weekends. And I was like, well, that, I won't say the other kid's name, but I was like, well, so-and-so goes all the time. And that's why he's putting a hurting on you. That's why. 
And he's like, ah, I just, I like, you know, like, like, didn't you say Wednesdays and Sundays would be good? Like, we can do that. And I just, I'm waiting for the moment when they show initiative. And then I go, I'll stoke the flames of whatever fire is burning inside of you. No fire burns except for video games for any of these kids, dude. Any of them. Well, I ask you, except for the kid that's beating up my kid in the ring. When when you that were kid's a kid, got a fire. Unfortunately, did you, did you have that same motivation, or are you are you going to tell me? Well, my parents didn't afford me those opportunities, so I would never even know if I had that motivation. I don't know that I had that motivation, but I know I liked baseball and basketball and and skateboarding, and so I would be out there doing that stuff every day. Now, had my dad gone like, dude, you're really into this one thing. Let's get you an accelerated. Pro- Let's get something. I would have been like. Living and breathing it, I think. So doesn't that tell you that maybe your kid doesn't want to kickbox? Yeah, it exactly tells me that. Okay. So no, maybe, he, does, he maybe, doesn't love it. Maybe it's not just the whole like, eh, I can't motivate him. It's like, that's not the thing that's going to Yeah, but the, gonna, what I'm saying is the only thing any of these kids, almost any of them, are into is video games. Show me a kid that's super pumped about something more than video games, and I'll show you. Uh, Boys or know. girls? Boys. Okay. No, girls are different. Girls are there's still a shred of hope for them, <laughs> but not boys though. No, really. Like it's, if it's, I mean, dude, they can talk to their friends on their headset and play the game. I, I like I mean, why I, would they go do something difficult when enjoyment is right there? I mean, that's a great argument. I can't I can't argue with that. Um, yeah. But I will tell you that like I think like the whole week I had coronavirus i was in the area of the house where the video games are nobody played any video games and i like to take the video games away as a punishment to my 15 year old son i used, i was doing it years ago and he's maybe he's off he grown do, off of it yeah i think i That'd mean nice. well i don't know he's also has his phone and he can text with girls and he can te- you know there's other yeah i think you're still getting the the same like screen time or like hey i, I can still sit in the confines of my own house in my comfortable area maybe you don't have to play a video game but you know you're still you're still i guess it's still the same thing either way yeah you're not leaving the house you're not getting out there i agree i don't know i'm not I, well it's, it, regarding the barbershop barbershop thing i'm not saying like you're being a bad father i'm just saying when he calls you a jerk i'm like oh yeah i get it <laughs> my my kid my kid will do the same thing he'll be like you're you're a mean dad you know what i mean they, they all do the same thing I don't know. Dude, time will tell. My kid's nine. In six years, we'll see how I'm doing. Um, you want you want to do your take on a few people things, or do you want to do news? What does that mean? You have a bit where you want to ask me about certain people and ask me how I feel about them? Just one person in particular. <sighs> Ricky Gervais. Where are we at that, on this, It's very complicated. Where, where are we at on it's this, It's very dude? complicated. That's probably why I'm complicated. I, well, mm-hmm. let's start with the physical. Because I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a visual creature, meaning that I mean I do wear bifocals and my vision isn't the greatest. But I will tell you, I don't like Ricky Gervais's teeth. I know it sounds shallow. Um, I don't like his face. I don't like his hair. His hair bothers me. Um, it, yeah. But, and here's the thing: I feel like. I mean, he's a comedian. But yes. if he was super handsome, that might be a problem too. Yes and no. I mean, there are. I think there's comedians that are handsome that are funny. I, I mean, I, not I hear Brad what you're Pitt saying. Handsome. Ricky Gervais is at the top of his game, in my opinion, when it comes to writing comedy, and he's at the yeah. top of his game when it comes to delivering comedy. Mm. However, I don't like British people. There, I said it. I don't like British accent. <laughs> not the British people. The accent annoys me, but it's also kitschy. So this is where I'm like Ben, and I'm going to vacillate back and forth because it's okay I to just, have layers. I just recently, of course, you're going to say that. I just recently posted the uh, the video where he was railing on everybody at the Golden Globes. Yeah, it was like his 2020 fifth, Golden how, Globes. It was his last time hosting. Was it the 2020 or 2019? Correct. 2020. It was his last time hosting, and it probably will be his last time hosting. Right. Yeah, because it's uh, early in the year. It's like a February thing. It's real early. So everybody's already seen it. If you hadn't seen it, you can go to our Facebook page or you can just look it up yourself, okay? I, I made it I made it available. If you didn't see it, spoiler alert, he comes out and he pretty much trashes every celebrity. He just goes hard at everybody. No, he trashes celebrities. And he talks about how they're pedophiles and how they you know turn a blind eye to all the injustices and how they the- point... How they point out how they're they're so righteous and pious, but really they're all liars and uh, it's all fake. And Hollywood people are 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 idiots. 
Um, and basically, they needed to take their own medicine and shut up because nobody cares what they have to say. It was very sharp. Not tongue-in-cheek, pretty much straightforward, but it was brilliantly written because it was funny. Um, so disarming in the way where, like, you know, he's still getting laughs, but you they would pan to people in the audience and people were definitely cringing. But I was at home laughing. I was laughing very hard. Mm-hmm. And that's where, now, An Idiot Abroad... I love An Idiot Abroad. It's one of my favorite shows. It's a Ricky Gervais, uh, Stephen Merchant vehicle. Okay. Um, are you not aware of it? I think we talked about it before. I know of it, but I don't really know. That's not something I know about. So they uh, they get another chap who is a friend of theirs who is, is hates life, hates everything. He's a miserable person. And they trick him. This is like a, it's like a mockumentary, I guess, for him, it's a documentary. For them, it's a mockumentary. And oh, they schedule gosh, this guy to right. go around all over Europe and do these different things. And they always make those conditions super terrible for him. And then they... Uh, uh, Carl Pilkington is the name of their friend. I think I remember you referring to this years ago, early and there, on. It was yeah, a- and there's a couple spinoffs. And obviously, he is... Him and, I believe, Stephen Merchant are the brainchild of uh, The Office, the UK, yeah, the original right, Office. Right. That said... I'm going to say, if you ask me if I like or dislike Ricky I'm saying Gervais, if we're in a Roman Coliseum and him and yes, a bunch of other... I'm chopping his head off. Him and other bunch of British comedians have just fought mm-hmm. to the death and he's standing there and he's like, do I deserve to fight again, you say? It's so hard, man, because I want to say I don't like him, but I, but I do. I do like him. I think he's brilliant. I do think he's brilliant. I just... I'm annoyed by him. I think he's super smart and, and not only to your point... I don't know that he's even that funny. Does anybody know where I stand on this? I'm not sure. It was a good question because I like. Well, yeah, that's why I was so uh, um, tied up on this one. But I think he's poignant. Like he does these things where, like, I was watching his show Afterlife, and he touches on these really emotional topics, and he's he's given us some some straight dope, real emotional, real poignant, real hits you in the feels. It hits different, as the kids say, and. I go, this is really well written, and it makes me feel a bunch of things. I go, but it's also very sad, and I'm not laughing. <laughs> and so I was like, you know me. I love to fucking be deep in my sadness, dude. I'll do it for weeks. But, like, I was just, I was like, this dude, I re- always like Ricky Gervais because he's clever. Mm-hmm. He's a clever fella. But I go, but is he making me laugh, though? And then I went and watched the original Office. And, dude, for all those people that are purists, like, oh, dude, the, the original is the way to go. But no, it's not. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It's okay. It's funny at times for sure. But the, but the U.S. version is better in every single factor. And, well, here's what I'm going to tell you about that. I will not disagree with you on this. We are together on this. However, I will tell you that I don't know enough about British television, but I know enough about American television and how they serve you up what is funny, what's supposed to be funny. They precondition you, and then they condition you with laugh tracks, and they do all these things where um, there's cues and stuff that we understand as Americans, this is supposed to be funny. Beats. Yeah, and there's a lot of um, you know uh, foreshadowing and a lot of like uh, literary or, or I don't You're even know. You're saying it's spoon-fed to us a bit. Yeah, it is. And I, I think that, not to say that like, oh, you have to be smarter or... You have to be uh, um, paying more attention. It could or whatever, be more British, highbrow, I guess. Highbrow, whatever. Um, I just feel like it's definitely we 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 consider something funny when you're laughing out loud. But dude, the jokes in the British version are like they call each other. Oh, he's being a knob. This guy's a knob. But like but, that would be the equivalent of just to- me calling some guy a dick. Like it's not that funny. Yeah, but if you called someone, there's words that are not as offensive as like like dick is. No, I it's, get it's it. It's funny in certain situations. But there's a point when their gym character is literally just saying the word over and over. Nope, nope. Like, that's their joke. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't... I, I have but to now, believe but no. that they, they understand humor the same way we do. But I feel like... Um, no, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. think so. I'm trying too hard to defend this. I'm just saying, like, I think that... I just look at the shows, and this is this is why I have this, this disgust and vitriol. Uh, toward American television because, look, let's be real honest. I mean, my in my opinion, the Big Bang Theory, Friends, all these like Channel 5, you know. Oh, the big corporate shows are yeah, garbage. I mean, yeah, 
But everybody these knows guys have garbage. they go on forever and ever. No, they don't know they're garbage. There's a lot of people still to this day who are like, I loved Friends. I loved Friends. It's like, it's not yeah, funny. Yeah, but it was it's, its last. Dumb. It was its last stand. You know what they loved? They loved looking at Jennifer Aniston. That's what they liked. Even the girls. Everybody liked. Uh, well, I, I don't know any dudes. Dude, anyone else is casting that? And that show sinks the first season. <laughs> We're all just like, she's so. Wonderful I think to look they love the ensemble. They love the group of people. I don't necessarily think it was funny, but but it it bums me out when I hear my wife laughing my out loud wife. at the show Superstore or some oh, other oh, stupid idiotic show on 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 regular TV. And yeah, okay, maybe you're gonna say, "Wow, that's hipstery." Just because it's on TV, it can't be funny. It can't be. Plain and simple. No, no, I get it. I I get it. I you tell me a show. Oh, I will say again. This is the exception in my opinion. Uh, what is a Brooklyn Nine Nine? It's actually really uh, funny. And Modern Family is super good too. I hate that show. It's good. I don't like it. But yeah, yeah, but it's good. Yeah, six of one half dozen the mm. other. It has it has all the potential in the world because it has good people in it, but it's just not that good. Mm. But with that being said, uh, well, I, okay. I, the point is, yes, uh, network shows can be good, but by and large, they turn out a lot of garbage because they're so careful. They don't take chances. They're so sanitized. They're kind of doing what you said in an extra way. They're like, we don't want to touch this because this is offensive. This is bad. So they don't take any chances. They don't make you think. Now, back to The Office. Yeah, that British show made me think a lot. And I, I thought about it quite a bit, actually. And I was like, I liked it and liked the characters. They were good. But there's an overwhelming, like, just dreariness to it and his other stuff, too. So I'm not even saying I don't like Ricky Gervais. I'm just so perplexed on this because I go, this guy makes me think about him a lot. And I like his writing. And I'm engaged in the stuff he's doing, but I don't know that he's making me laugh. And the big difference between him and Steve Carell and Michael Scott, I don't think in real life Steve Carell is anything like that character. Sure. And here's here's what bothers me. I don't think Steve Carell is like Michael Scott. I think he's got elements of him and elements of his improv style that lend to that character, but I don't think he's like him. I think Ricky Gervais is very, very much like David Brent. <laughs> I think like that's... I think he exaggerates a few of his personalities, but... Also, dude, Ricky Gervais was in an 80s pop band, like trying to make it big. And I guarantee he was every bit as cringy as these characters he's playing. <laughs> but I think he was realized like, oh, I'm being a bit of a knob. I should dial it back a bit. And then I'll write his character about what I was like. But but when is he? He's always the same character. I don't think he. I don't think he. Yeah. And this V-neck <laughs> thing's got to go, too. You can't just. Be you like, were rocking the V-neck for a yeah, while. Yes, sometimes. Now you see him. Oh, you're saying. You can't only do. You can't V-neck. be like I wear. V-neck What's the percentage? Now? Seven days a week. What, what are we doing? We got one. I wore a V-neck a bit because it was in vogue at the time. I'm not asking you what you do. I'm saying what is what's the precipice of okay when it comes to V-neck. What what are we saying? What what is the rule you're putting down? The line you're drawing. How many days a week? I'll tell you what. In a month. Let, let's let's. I'm gonna let's, say no. I'm gonna say max of two a week. And preferably when you're doing something where you're probably going to get dirty and don't care if you ruin that shirt. <laughs> like it, like when you're painting and it's just an old shirt that you have laying around? Yeah. Like if I like when I wear V-necks, if I got them jacked up, that's fine, dude. Dude, my dad, V-neck. we're an undershirt family. Always had to have an undershirt as a boy. You know, mm-hmm. my dad would say, you got to wear an undershirt. He always rocked a V-neck. That's why, I th- never, that's why you think you're Italian. I never rocked a V-neck. No, not, not, I'm not talking about A-shirts. I'm talking about a regular undershirt. That's you know? just a shirt. That's not an undershirt. Yeah, it is. That's like a Hanes underwear shirt. Like a white t-shirt? Yeah. Okay. That's what it's made for, to be worn under your shirt. That's why the quality, there's, you know, yeah. it's thinner. It's An it's A-shirt breathable. is meant to be worn under, which I never understood because I don't sweat out of my stomach. <laughs> so wow. if you're not covering, you know, I don't get it. The Anyways. point is, uh, that was something we had to do, but my dad, for whatever reason, chose the V-neck and... I never liked it. it was you know? style back I never then. liked. Yeah, I guess. Well, it used but to be it's cool not the style to show now. off your hair. All right, but back to Ricky Gervais. Okay. He, I can't a good writer. On track. He's a good writer. Mm. Um, very poignant, very thoughtful. I just don't know how often he makes me laugh. Now, my brother, as well as my brother, and he's like watches stand-ups, which I remember watching a bit. I even like like I'm oh like, so he's advocating for him. He's like oh this, both this my will... brothers love him. Yeah, they think he's great, and I don't even argue with him, but like. Like, I, I've seen a lot of his atheism quotes and videos, and I even agree with those stuff. He's almost like a guy, like, I would hang out with this guy all the time, and he'd be a great dude. Uh, I, w- I wish he would change his shirt and maybe do something about the hair, like, grow up a little bit. He has tiny teeth. 
but teeth, I don't. I try not to fault because, like, dude, you're, you get what you get. He's, you don't he, throw he's, a fit. He's a multimillionaire. But you don't have to have these long bangs in your face right. when it's like going back in the. Dude, when he does his characters, when he does his but, cheesy characters, they have the same style as he does. They're not different enough. You can't be like, oh, I'm being this character now, but look the exact same and act almost the same. Maybe that's why it's funny because it's so ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, did George Carlin always make you laugh? No. So a comedian. Um, no, guess, no, it, he didn't make me laugh that often. He made me think more than laugh. Is that wrong then? But he's still considered a comedian. Uh, no, but it's but it's a very good comparison. Is he a social commentary? A social? Yeah, yeah. What, not a commentarian. <laughs> the, Commentator. Yes, that's what I was looking for. Commentator. Yes. Commentator. Uh, yeah. So in that sense, that's a that is a good example. Lenny Bruce is the same way. Like a lot of his stuff doesn't stand the test of time, but you're like, man, this guy was like was doing something no one else was doing at the time, just because he had the guts to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And but yeah. it, he had a hot take. Just because everybody else was like, we can't, no one else had the guts to have a hot take. Well, I have a good friend of mine who was like, I don't like George Carlin. He's just never made me laugh. And I go, that's not the that's point, not- dude. He's he's past humor. Yeah. He's teaching you stuff, bro. And I guess Ricky Gervais may be more under that. So my only question was, I like the guy for sure. Does he make me laugh? Okay. this this In this category specifically, consider how great of a college professor George Carlin would have been Ugh. and Ricky Gervais would have been Ugh. because their delivery system is so disarming where, yeah, maybe it's not slap your knee, David Schwimmer funny. No, but on the flip side of that, not uh, Matthew Perry. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarity. But my point is, is that the way they come across so smart, you're just like, Oh yeah, I get it. Yes. I'm not falling over laughing. So do you think clever over funny? It just depends what mood I'm in, really. Okay. You know, I could do, I mean, I, I, not to say that he's not, but I could like, I look at Bill Burr and I'm like, well, I, yes, he's clever, but he's also screaming at the top Super of his lungs. Funny, and though. that's funny to me too. Now, Louie did he's that thing, best. if you remember, where he paid for it himself. I don't remember if it was, it was where it was on the internet, on, on, on his website. I could. It's on, it's on his own. I Louis want, CK's got his own website. I wanted to like it. And I think it was the same thing where it's like, this is a passion project and he's got people he wanted to work with. He got these people to do this probably gratis. I don't think he was going um, for laughs. And you're referring I don't to the show. So either, you're referring to a show on his website called Horace and Pete, right? Which it's you a, could like buy. a mini series. Yeah, I think six or seven episodes yeah. max. Uh, and when I say mini series, like a, 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 a six episode show, and it was it was done in a stage play. It's about a like bar. a stage play where you, yes. it's, it's live, which I like. It was just different, and it wasn't funny. And I think people funny in the way that you're like. I've seen Louis live. Me, I think I've seen Louis for- live several times, and I've every time laughed out loud, knee slap funny. Watched that show, and I was like, man, this is a departure from that. Maybe it's just when people they have these such brilliant minds that they're like, you ever watching Sunny in Philadelphia? It's always yeah. Sunny in Philadelphia. They do that day man play. Do you remember that? No, I didn't see this. Well, but- well, <laughs> Mac was like. I'm not going for laughs. Laughs are cheap. I'm going for gasps. And he comes out and he tries to be this scary nightman. And he's like, ooh, and everyone's laughing at him. He's pissed. Um, it made me think of that when he's like, I'm going for gasps. Because I think some of these really smart, borderline genius people, I think they're like, I can get laughs. I've done that. I'm good on that. Right. I'm now going for clever, deep thoughts. I want something with staying power. And so a lot of people go, I appreciate that. But you, when you're expecting to laugh, you know, maybe at this show you're expecting to laugh, right? And we're but like you're expecting to laugh, but instead they give you some seeds to plant. I don't in your like, brain garden. I really don't like to ever pick on musicians in this way or comedians in this way. What I'm about to say, I feel like all these people—that's what their passion is, and what they're doing is bringing happiness to somebody. So if you don't like Nirvana, that's fine. But some people do get some happiness out of that. And who are these guys hurting, right? So they're out there trying to make the world a better place and bring music to the world and express mm. themselves and whatnot. And the same way with comedians uh, and like to your point, it's like, yeah, maybe sometimes these guys are just like, Hey, uh, I don't always have to give you what you want. This is a little bit for me and I'm just going to like spread my wings and see what happens. And unfortunately sometimes it doesn't work out because people expect this and they get that. And maybe they would have liked that if they hadn't seen that. But Kevin Hart, and this is why I was I'm def- came out front and defended this idea. I'm not, I'm not attacking Kevin Hart, but 
He's got nine specials, and it's all the exact same Kevin Hart new material. But after a while, it's like, eh, I saw it already. I'm not in a hurry to watch it. If nothing else is on, maybe I'll flip to it. I like Kevin Hart. I think the dude's super motivational. He's obviously going out there and getting after it and seems like a really good dude. But to me personally, I don't know, man. you got to come with something else after a while. That's just sort of the way I feel about it. I don't know. Yeah. That's what you want out of it, right? You cannot fall asleep right now. No, no, no. No, I'm good. I'm all in. I'm all in, baby. Let me ask you. I got this idea that I, I have to I have to get this done before the end of the year, and you guys are going to follow me through this. I told you a while ago that uh, my neighbor gets his garbage cans taken all the way up to his house. <laughs> oh, my God. You have a suburban problem, I'm, dude. I'm obsessed with this. So I'm You're ta- like curb for the middle class. He heard me talking about this <laughs> on the podcast, and he said, I heard you talking about the... The garbage cans. I said, yeah. And he goes, well, you just got to go out there and give the guy like, you know, whatever, 40 bucks. And 40 bucks. You, you can, you can get the, I think he's, I don't even remember what he said, 25 or but whatever. But is that worth it? You have kids. He said, if you could still right now, even though it isn't like you're not new to the neighborhood and he's already been giving you trash service. If you go out there and you give him 25 bucks, he'll start bringing your cans up. And I said, is this an oral contract or is it understood? Do I have to tell him for the 25 bucks, here's the 25 bucks, eh, point toward the garage and give him the wink? Yeah. And he goes, no, you don't have to say anything. If you give him the 25, he'll bring it up to the garage. And I said, what if I what, what if I don't want him to bring it up to the garage? And I give him the 25 and he brings it up there. And I'm like, that's not what I wanted. Just wanted to give you the 25. I actually have a 15-year-old kid. I want him to go get the garbage you cans. You want him moving. I really don't want you to do that. Yeah, but it's a, he said, it's a tacit agreement. You pay him. His argument is this. If I walk out there today and I give this, I meet the guy out there, I give him 25 bucks, I say, hey, thank you for what you do. From that point on, my garbage will be brought up to my garage door. At the you got, I think you should call him a hero too. No. Be like, hey, you're on the front line. You're grabbing my COVID trash cans, which by the way, they are rife with COVID. This is the second phase of this. So I have this other issue. And you guys that have been with me for a long time, you'll understand. I have put more money and time and effort and energy into this treadmill than I have than <laughs> any one person has ever done. Most people get a treadmill, they never they run on it for a couple of weeks and then it, you know, it's a clothes hanger or they stack stuff on top of it. It gets it, you know, it, it gets folded up and pushed into a corner and never to be used again. Now, you should have had a Peloton by now. I used the treadmill uh at times a lot, um and at times I didn't use it a lot. But I, at some point, uh, the motor burnt out on it um, because it's like, a I don't know, an 04 or something like that. I went online. First, I tried to fix the motor. I took the motor apart, and I, I uh, myself and a buddy of mine at work figured out a way to put new brushes in it and sort of see if we could recondition it. And it worked for a couple weeks. I got a couple more weeks out of it, and then it died. And then I found online a guy that could sell this. Somebody salvaged their old treadmill was the same manufacturer as me. And I found a motor. It was like a couple hundred dollars. And I did the cost benefit analysis. And I told my wife, I said, the rest of the thing's in great shape. but just need a new motor. Got the new motor and uh, the motherboard went out on it. So I ran on it maybe twice. And then my basement got refinished. And then when I jostled the thing around or whatever and moved it to its new home, uh, the motherboard was destroyed or, you know, it wore out or whatever. And that's like, I don't know, 500 hours to fix. So at this point, there's just no point. Now, when you throw away electronics, especially something the size of a treadmill, you this day and age, you're expected to take it to an e-garbage facility. You what? can't. You can't throw uh, stuff like with motherboards and stuff away the hell's in the regular an garbage trash. facility. So like, you know, a lot of these towns have like they where their e-waste goes and it gets it goes somewhere separate. You know what they Who do? Who knows what they you know really what they do? do? I don't care. Yeah, all I'm telling you do. is they will not They bulldoze that into the scrap wood. They and will they dump it all. They will not accept it with the regular trash. So I thought about it's in my basement and it's super heavy, so I got to do this anyway. I'm going to part it out. And what I mean is, is every week I'm going to take another part of it and hide it in my garbage can until it's completely gone. Yeah. I did now, that with an entire fence once. Now, the uh, <laughs> yeah, man. the fact that it, I, I'm going to take the, the, the circuitry and I'll take that to an undisclosed location in a dumpster somewhere and I will dispose of it and blame it on somebody else for ruining the environment. But I don't want my... Uh, my garbage to be tainted with this or people to think this is the kind of person I am in front of my house at the very least. Now, my neighbor says, 
I already paid the guy 40, you know, I already gave him his money, whatever it was, 25, whatever he gave him. You could actually just wheel it down to my house and he'll throw it away. We're cool. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. Dude, how's he going to lift it? It's on wheels. Oh, and then, well, the garbage truck has the, the thing that comes out and grabs it. Now, yeah, my question is, does cans. it do that? Will that how, does nah, it do dude. that for other stuff? No, nah, dude. I don't know if it does or doesn't. It's special. I got to take this thing cans, apart. Dude. I got to take this thing apart. And I'm going to take it out like a serial killer, uh, waiting for the best time to sneak each part out in its own bag uh, week by week. You got to take it out on a boat with weights on it. I'll the bottom of the lake. Andy Dufresne. Stone by stone, walking it out to the to the yard and stomping a piece out of my yeah. my, my pant leg, and um, Dude, you get like uh you get like a uh uh what 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 are those saws sawzall get a sawzall one day the head of it next day a couple arms but I want to it, it's gonna take you a couple months but you're gonna get this I'm thing thinking out. this is the time to give the guy the forty bucks so around Christmas I'm going to give him forty dollars for a Christmas gift. You got to behead that thing first, so it's not an insurmountable task you're giving him. Absolutely, I'm then gonna give him. I, then, I, then I'm going to be piecemealing this before this even happens. But I do want you guys to know that on Christmas, for Christmas, I'm going to give him forty bucks, and I'm not going to tell him anything about where to move it. I'm not going to say. I'm going to say you've been doing a great job. Keep up the good work. And let's see what happens. Is he just going to make the decision to move it up? Why does he think that's what I want? I just hope your ring doorbell cap- captures the video. Oh, it will. I'll make sure of it for you. <laughs> so um, I have to, uh, the whole point is, is that it's going to take, what, what do we got now? How many weeks until, what do we got, like eight weeks until Christmas? No, more, six like, weeks? more like five or six. Okay. I am going to part by part, remove this thing from my house Good man. week by week. Uh, and I, like I said, I will properly get rid of the electronic portion in another person's garbage can or somewhere else where I can't be, it can't be tracked back to You're at the bottom of your trash can. That I'm not going to do because I just don't want the scrutiny. I don't want What's the scrutiny? eyes on me. It gets dumped into a huge bin. You don't know that. And I don't know that. I have to believe that there is some good left in the world. People and by put good, body parts here, in trash cans, bro. Here's that, why they, don't, I, they don't say boo. Here's where I know why I know they don't do that when it comes to... Uh, components like this they use that stuff to build you know what i'm saying and because of that they take that circuitry they take that circuitry and they take those wires Uh and they don't destroy them they reuse them the capacitors and reuse them to make the uh yeah you know so that's what i'm saying like yeah so they go through those and they salvage them out that way they can you know make it and then yeah but Nobody is the wiser because they think they're just smashing them in like they like they do with these these plastic cups we were told to separate for so many years and we had the green recycle bins with numbers on the bottom of them. Sounds, you know? like, a, sounds like a big shell game to me. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a shell in a way. Wink, wink. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Totally. Um, so that's my feeling. And I, 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 I want to know if this guy without any direction just gets the money, moves it up. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to do the same thing to your guy and see if he starts bringing 40? it up. But, well, 20, whatever. 20 seems whatever you want to do. Wow, that'd even be better. Because what if at 20, he doesn't do anything? And then you're like, damn, I should have given him 40. No, my guy doesn't take, my guy doesn't, I don't think my guy wheels anyone's up. I mean, maybe no Nobody one's giving him any money. Nobody gets their stuff wheeled up. Dude, they got four cans, bro. Yeah, but maybe no. I don't know. I don't know what the. I, this is clearly an unwritten rule because all the neighbors stand around. Are you the sure he didn't know he's, this? He's really wheeling them all the way up for your neighbor. Yeah. Yes. That is so. You know, at first you told me that story, and I was like, yeah, whatever. But now I'm thinking, I'm like, that guy actually wheels them up. And I, I know think my forty listen, bucks did it. I think it's a hundo. I know my neighbor listens to the podcast, and I know he's got not only a ring doorbell, but he has a camera on his house. I'm going to tell him that he needs to provide footage of him not being out there and his. Garbage man wheeling his stuff up there to prove to everybody. And I, I want to hear surprised from surprised if he, that guy does it every week, every week for 40 bucks, every no, Break. no, he doesn't do it every week for, I think he may have given him 25 and one time or every year, you know, at the house, say 40 a year. What are we talking about? Do the math. I'm it saying a lot, a year. right? Yeah. He's given 25. Oh, this guy should put it in my backyard. 25? I might as well just say, hey, dude, you got another 20 feet. I don't. I actually have a landing. I literally area. do not believe that for 25 bucks, the garbage man goes all the way up to his garage and, Jerry, your work is cut out for you. I need to see this video. I need to, I need to have a piece of this video. And, and why, our, why, why only yours? Because you know everybody in the neighborhood would gladly give 25 bucks. They don't know about it. This is a secret thing. I don't think. It's like when you go to McDonald's and you ask for the McGangbang, the secret uh-huh, menu. Uh-huh. I did, have a new, I did have a, a McGangbang from New Oberfalls this week too. 
but I still can't taste anything. I am, I'm, I'm, so. dude, I'm so upset because I'm in a weight loss challenge thing at work, and I have bad discipline. I keep eating chips and drinking beer, and I'm like, and it, but, 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 but my bad discipline is not like your food posts, okay? So I'm like, oh dang it, I ate some chips late at night. This is bad. I didn't lose the weight I wanted to. And I see your post, and you're like, oh, I ate a gravy sandwich with with uh, mayonnaise on it and two fried chicken patties. And uh, oh, guess what? Instead of buns, we used roast beef. And then you're like, ah, oh, no, no, no change though. Pretty much, you jealous bitch. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, guess what? God gave me great genetics. I don't know what to tell you. Is that it? <laughs> I think it is. Is that? Yes, I think it is. That must. I have. Anyway, okay. Just to throw it out there, I had a cheeseburger. Okay, it had it had blue cheese on it and apples. Um, In my story, you weren't svelte. This okay. was just I'm saying I'm upset that yeah I would be I hear a you. piece of shit if I ate that much. The other one had a chicken pat, a fried chicken patty, and a cheeseburger and cheese on a on on a I think brioche maybe brioche. I'm so mad. And then I went I'm to the so Jewish deli people. and I got a sandwich as big. Is that one guy, you know, that everybody has that picture of for the last six months? The guy that's sitting on the edge of his bed? Do you realize that one of your sandwiches could have bought your garbage man to... uh, Dude, what if I give him a sandwich? Dude, of course. (laughs) I just bring him a... Who doesn't want a sandwich when they're shoving? A Bensonhurst from the uh, Jewish Deli. I don't even know what that is, but I think it'll work. It's pastrami. It is corned beef on... When you said Jewish Deli, I assumed all that shit. It has uh, uh, a Swiss cheese... Spicy mustard, Oof. and they usually put it on on marble rye, but I get it on challah. I don't, I don't like the rye. This, I, don't I might be the only Jewish either. guy that doesn't like the rye. I don't know what that means. Either. It's the Wait, bread of my people. What's the other thing? Challah. It's bread? the it's the it's the braided bread that you see in all the anything that they anytime there's Jewish people on TV they're eating challah. You know what I mean? It looks like it's it's it's, it's like a big like braided, knot, like yeah. knotted bread. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, like a garlic knot, but longer. It doesn't have garlic on it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's my plan. Jewish pretzel bread. I want you people to be with me on this. I want you guys to see if this hat life hack works. And then I want you to ask yourself, who really cares if someone brings your, your garbage cans 10 feet? Is it worth it? But there's this other humanitarian thing that you get out of it. You get to give the garbage man 40 bucks. I don't believe your neighbor gets it done just for him for just $25. I, that's, I mean, I don't know what to sense. tell you. It's like if you bring home like a supermodel, you're like, I, I, I told her I like to dress. It's like everyone tells her that. And every, it's, that doesn't make sense. He's the only one, buddy. It's not a great metaphor. He's the only one. But I'm saying like, yeah. Like he goes, oh, well, I just uh, asked I asked her out. I told her I wanted to get some ice cream Listen, and, and pitch woo to her. He's a garbage tipper. she went tipper. home with me and then got naked. His father was a garbage tipper. His father's father was a garbage tipper. This didn't start now. Okay. 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 It's, it's an unwritten contract. Just like with cops and bad guys. I understand the game. It's the game. Yeah. You know, it's when other people get involved. That's what messes everything That's, up. Yes. Right? There's some sense to that. I've seen some movies like that. Yeah. All right. Well, that was episode 267 of the Hey My Man podcast. And we will see you next time. Later. Come out of the hole, come out of the woodwork, come into the fold. Devils and fighters and like to kill. Night with the bandits, stop on the hill. Open your windows, open your doors, open your eyes to the freedom of food.
Find the rich man's cash. This revolution won't be the last. Take the 